everybody. It's Jeff, and this is Jason Diggs, who many of you may know. Yeah, I think when I first met you, Jeff, was probably like 17 years ago. Wow. After I moved to Boulder, and I was I was volunteering uh, with Integral Institute and setting up microphones for Ken and Stuart Davis and whoever he was doing dialogues with. And um, I was, yeah, I remember one of the first probably employee number five of Integral Institute. Is that right? <laughs> and you were, you know, um, one of the leaders of that whole group. And it was, it was a group of 30 people and we were just out like out to change the world. It was so fun. We, we were indeed. And I might even argue that maybe we have. Hmm. I mean, there's an integral community that exists in large part globally, in yeah. large part because of those 30 people working at the what became the Integral Center in downtown Boulder uh, with Ken, for Ken, uh, building the Integral Institute, doing the seminars, and people came from all over the world. Undoubtedly, some of you listening were in (laughs) on those. We did those for four or five years. Yeah, those early seminars were so beautiful. And and uh, for a lot of it, I was the guy behind the soundboard and recording and absorbing all of the material. And and, um, yeah, it's just been integral is woven into the fabric of my soul. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's, it's like you're um, a, an example of what I'm talking about here with um, those roots go deep into that era and you absorbed all of that and come out um, a teacher, Mm. you know? Yeah. uh, uh, And an author. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and of a book that um, and I'll get to the proper introduction in a second, but just mm-hmm. want to say that it's really great, Jason. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I read a lot of books and mm-hmm. I have kissed a lot of frogs in the integral territory. And your book was just um, sort of luscious the whole way through. There's a real transmission. Hmm. And so, you know, I wanted to have you on the show to highlight it. Yeah. So here we are. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. So a more proper introduction. Hey, folks, Jeff Saul's been here. Welcome to the Daily Evolver. If you haven't already got it, my guest is an old friend uh, with a new project. Mm-hmm. It's Jason Diggs. Hey, Jason, how you doing, man? Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me here, Jeff. And And I just... My heart is just warm from that pre-introduction, like thinking yep. about um, those early years, 2003 to 2007, and all of the different courses. And people came from all over the world, and I met people. Exactly. And those p- people have created nodes, and the Rolodex, if you will, has grown. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the things I get to do on the Daily Evolver is highlight how Integral is showing up mm-hmm. in the world. And that's how, why I wanted to um, highlight you and your new book. Your new book is called Conflict Equals Energy, The Transformative Practice of Authentic Relating. And authentic relating is one of the practices that came out of that integral scene. And then Robert McNaughton took over with the Integral Center. And that began this new thing. And I, it was really interesting to me. I participated some, but mostly, you know, I'm the observer, so I watched. And it was this thing called circling, yes. authentic relating. 
And people would get together and there'd be these groups and games and parties. And this whole scene arose out of this process called authentic relating Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, to me as an evolutionary Mm -hmm. represents the next stage in the human we space, Mm -hmm. actually, in many ways, the human I space too. Mm -hmm. Um, You were a big part of that. You were right in the middle of that. And no longer behind the scenes, no longer the cameraman. Yeah. So why don't you talk a little bit about that, your transformation, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, what brought this book about? Yeah, so I remember facilitating my first group um, in WeSpace Technologies uh, probably eight years ago after encountering Thomas Hubel. And he came to the, the Boulder Integral, it was then called. And I just found like, whoa, this is my calling. And having found that, um, that thing that I really wanted to go deep into um, with authentic relating and circling, in a way you could think of it as um, one of the most successful applications of integral theory. It, integral theory is under the hood. We don't necessarily talk about the theory so much. Another way to think of it is just what, what's the luscious magic of what it's like for you and I to be right here in the moment together? Yeah. Um, you, the unique chemistry that you and I have or the unique chemistry that a group of six or eight people have together when we deliberately practice being in a wee space together. Yeah. Well, what, I, I, well I was just going to say that in terms of understanding it, I actually love the introduction that Arjuna Arda wrote to your book, mm-hmm. where he talks about authentic relation being um, other than the typical way of relating, which is strategic relating. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, where you're going for an outcome or you want something to happen, while authentic relating is about showing up and seeing what happens and, and, and allowing what happens and uh, nurturing what happens. And there's a whole technology around it mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, maybe talk a little bit about that. Yeah, the book. Um, so I'll just show the book. It's Conflict Equals Energy. And uh, it has 30 tools and 12 different games and exercises and, you know, a couple dozen sentence stems in the back uh, of the book and all these different resources. And they're all looking at one specific thing, which is what we found. So the Integral Center became an incubator for this practice. And, you know, if someone came in and did it for an hour or, you know, you know, five or six hours, they would have a good experience. It was beautiful. It was, you know, connection for the sake of connection itself, you know, uh, being seen and yep. heard. It, it's, it's just um, enjoyable and nourishing. But what we found when someone actually came in for, you know, a dozen hours of practice every month for, for several months in a row, they actually began to grow like crazy. Their emotional and social development um, just took off. And that allowed, and I found this with my own self, you know, when I first started um, delving into this practice and really marinating in it over time, my, my ability to give my gift to the world and um, self-actualize myself just went through the roof in about a year. I went from a place of painful social anxiety um, that would happen about 50% of the time I went around people. Sometimes I was comfortable, sometimes I was not, to leading groups of 30 people and and really just 
finding my own voice and, and all these things. And so what I've attempted to do in the book is really just um, detail all of these practices so people can directly apply them to their life right away. Yeah. Yeah. And apply them to their lives, even if they're not in a group, you yes. know, right? So, because, you know, my listeners are interested in what can I get? You know, what can I actually use? What's the transmission here? Mm-hmm. And I, I think what we might look at to sort of lay that out is the actual process of circling. I mean, the sort of the core process, and maybe you could describe that. Sure. Circling in a way is advanced authentic relating. It's really, so we'll set a timer for 45 minutes or an hour and we'll focus on one person and we'll get radically curious about. Okay. So this is a group of people sitting in a circle yeah. Uh, a group of what, eight, 10, 12? Yeah, it works best with four to eight people. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So four uh, to eight people in a circle. Go on. Yeah. And, and then there's just the practice of what we call sharing impact. So I'm deeply tuning in and listening to myself in relationship to you. Like as you're talking, I'm noticing these different things arising and then I'm sharing them with you. And we're kind of peeling back layer by layer. Often the conversation involves slowing down. Um, but it, you know, it, it can be quite playful as well. It can go to a lot of different places and, you know, sometimes it's emotional support. Sometimes it's exploration of like, of similarities between each other. Um, and circling is a very open-ended version of authentic relating, an advanced open-ended. And it's really suited for, I think, slightly more uh, advanced practitioners or people who have done personal growth work or into integral Authentic relating and and what the book um, details is is a much more accessible version. It's like you can do authentic relating if you have seven minutes, um, you know, after a dinner party with a group of friends, you know, Mm -hmm. and just kind of use these sentence stems. Uh, These are things that you can directly apply to um, Mm -hmm. conversations in your life to create more richness, either with a colleague or a family member um, that you haven't seen in a while or something. And the advanced authentic relating practices are about transforming conflict or difficult energy um, into clarity, connection, and teamwork, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so the practice has really been refined. Circling started 15 years ago, but it's really been, um, you know, there's probably four generations of, of teachers now in yeah. authentic relating specifically. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I love what you just said about, so you're after a, a, a party or you're with a group of friends and uh, you know, you want to do some authentic relating. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Yeah. You know, sometimes I think about the only thing it takes to have a deeper connection, which I think a lot of us are longing for is one person willing to just have the courage to set the context for that to happen. Like, Hey, do you want to get underneath the surface here? Do you want to explore what's underneath? Do you want to get real with each other? Um, you know, asking curious questions. So we have a game called curiosity, uh, which is in the book, uh, that really helps people set aside all of the normal social kind of, um, routines that we have. So we can really encounter each other, um, soul to soul, um, heart to heart. Yeah. So how do, how would that work? Is there a particular way that goes or? Yeah. So we have a, um, quite a few sentence stems, which are, which are really fun to do in a group of people. Uh, 
And a sentence stem is basically like everyone answers it. You know, everyone talks for 30 seconds to a minute and we just go around in a circle. So like, if you really knew me, you would know. And, and, you know, people get to share something about them or something I don't share with everyone is. And this, the specific wording of the sentence stems help us just go underneath the surface with each other. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and as I remember it, I went often enough to the games and, and did circling and so forth. A lot of it is that sort of thing where it's fun yeah. and it's uh, little games that are revealing. When I think of it sort of in the bigger picture, mm-hmm. I think of it as, you know, that difference between strategic and authentic being that it, it it's like the situation and the other person is my object of meditation. Yes. You know? Yeah. So I want to see where my mind wanders. I want to see where I start getting strategic and ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. I want to pay attention to the embodiment. I want to see how the sun's hitting their face. I want to see their expressions. I, I, I want to just continue to bring my attention back Mm-hmm. to this other person. And I don't think people can resist that. Exactly. <laughs> it, um, other people um, experience what you're talking about as presence, as yeah. um, it's like people notice you like, well, who are you? What are you doing? And it's like you're saying, and I think another word for uh, authentic relating is uh, relational mindfulness. We come out of the strategic right, wrong, what do I need to get done here, like the productive mindset, um, into something that's far more rich and has a lot more different dimensions online. Like you said, you can even notice the temperature of the air on your skin and the the way the light is hitting a person's face and feeling your own sensations in relation to them while they're talking. And this brings in more uh, dimensionality. Um, and it, in a sense, yeah, we used to call circling intersubjective meditation, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, which, which is a really interesting, exactly what it is. Yeah. And I think that's right on schedule. I think evolutionarily is that we want to the, the, I, in fact, you've men- mentioned this in the, your book that one of the things that this is the cure for is the alienation that, uh, and loneliness mm-hmm. that, people feel in modern life. I'm not sure we were so lonely and alienated in traditional world or in the tribal worlds, Uh, but the modern world, we split from that family and we split from religion and we went to the city and we had next door neighbors instead of family and people are lonely. Mm-hmm. And and also we got rational so that it's hard with people that you're just meeting. And in, in, in the modern world, where we have lots of relationships and people come in and out of our lives to have the kind of depth that in some ways you're bringing back here. Yeah, You're bringing back a technology to get depth more quickly yeah. with less friction yeah. and to come and go and... Uh, I love that part of it. I do think that that is evolutionary on schedule. Yeah, it's a social technology that is an adaptation to what's happening. Like you said, with modernism and now with social media, and we're being so plugged into these devices. You know, we're 12 years into an experiment of what it does to a, the human brain to be connected to this smartphone thing that we carry with, with us everywhere and, and check umpteen times a day. Um, and it really just 
allows us to come into like, oh, what is the human dimension here? What is, what is the, uh, the connectivity or the relational dimension between us? Uh, and it gives very specific practices of how to do that. And so the second part of the book, the middle part, um, which are more all of the intermediate practices, are, is called Games to Grow Emotional Intelligence. So because of where we've come, because of the evolution in the last hundred years of modernity, we need to deliberately practice this in a way that maybe we didn't in, you know, 1920. Yeah. In 1920, if I was wanted to go on a date, like I would have to like knock on someone's door and talk to their father. <laughs> you know, that's a very embodied thing. Yeah. To do. And I would yes. have to be relational and make an impression on someone's father to go on a date with them, you know, or like this, the social dance where you're, you know, you're doing Lindy Hop or whatever it is, the social dance of the time in full view of all of our peers. Yeah. which is an embodied practice. Yeah. So this book, it's really um, how do we marry our embodiment and our heart, our, our emotional realm and our, our um, big brains and, and really have an integration of all three in our relationship. Yeah. So yeah. There, there is some integral underneath the hood in the book. And yeah. you saw that when you, when you read it. Yeah. Well, when I was reading your book, it actually came in handy because I was having an unpleasant political argument with a friend. Mm-hmm. And so, so join the club in the culture war, everybody, we're all in this, you know? So this is really helpful because um, I just had, you, you know, you gave me a transmission, a deeper transmission of maybe something I already knew, but it was really great. And it, re- it was really helpful. And that is when I find myself in this argument situation mm-hmm. to notice my body contraction mm-hmm. and to, uh, you know, bring that online so that it doesn't run me so that I can see it instead of be it mm-hmm. to feel my heart, what you just said. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, the fact that I really love her and that I know she's really coming from a good place. And I actually want to get curious about that mm-hmm. instead of, you know, contracted and hardened and annoying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Yep. We all do it. We all get annoying when we're contracted around, you know, the beliefs that we have and and these days we have a lot more things to be polarized around. Yeah. And, and there's, you know, a little bit of a sadness in me about, you know, pe- people who agreed politically, um, you know, six months ago are now polarized around coronavirus and, and that and how to interpret and what to yeah. do about that. It's just, it's a very strange world we find ourselves in. And so I think these practices are more important than ever. And I want to highlight one of the ones that you alluded to. And we call this connection over content. So content is all of my thoughts, all of my beliefs, all of my, you know, um, opinions, yeah, opinions, conclusions. Yes, exactly. And it's not that those are unimportant, but prioritizing connection always over the content has Hmm. us has the ability, it's a necessary agreement for becoming, uh, for being connected and feeling emotionally safe with someone who you might disagree with. Wow. Right? 
prioritizing the connection, even if you have a difference of opinion, can result in deeper friendship. Yeah. But not if we reverse those two. If we have our content more important than the connection itself, and we're not keeping in mind, like, oh, I've known this person for six years. They're, you know, connected to my... And it takes a, a lot of presence to keep that in mind. Like you said, being objective to our body contractions and all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That uh, is, there's a lesson in there for the culture at large to uh, prioritize connection and citizenship and what we have in common. Not, maybe not prioritize it, but let's keep it online as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people are getting hip to that. See, and this is how I see, you know, again, evolutionarily, where we have this, uh, in modernity, we have this fracturing of, a, of attention. We have all of these options and post-modernity with social media. And it's just, there's all of the, this, you know, smartphone addiction. And in some ways, I, I don't want to just, I dispositionally, Jeff, don't want to see that as a wrong turn. Mm-hmm. I want to see that as, you know, look at this wealth of information we can plug into. Mm-hmm. But it's like empty calories. And, mm-hmm. you know, at some point you get hip to the fact that, wait a second, I'm overweight and sluggish because I just, I, I can't stop feeding this hunger that is evolutionarily millions of years old. And mm-hmm. so is this this need for connection and information and knowing and understanding. So we want that, but we find that we have become intoxicated with that at the expense of depth and connection, what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So to have, to actually give that side of the street, the attention that it now, we now know it deserves and to bring a new approach to human relations that, um, again, prioritizes connection and, you know, embodied, maybe a little slower, more curious than critical, showing up. You know, you talk about the, the dignity versus humility, where we want to ha- hold both. So that's just what that then um, is, is showing. It's just a bigger consciousness. Probably, actually, Jason, a bigger consciousness than I want to have or will be able to in this lifetime, mm. you know, but I see what's coming and human beings have an enormous capacity that we have no idea how interesting and, 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 and how much depth and span we mm. can have. So, you know, I want to be friendly to all of that. Yeah, that's beautiful because... Yeah, the the kids these days. <laughs> I know. <laughs> In a sense, you know, their attention span is probably different than yours or mine's. Like I'm I'm Gen X, I'm 44 years old and um I feel a little bit like a bridge. I hang out with a lot of millennials and I want to bridge the wisdom that I received from and the beauty from the me generation, your generation, <laughs> all the boomers and, you know, all of my teachers are boomers and I want to deeply, deeply honor that. And the, the, the younger folks these days, they're, they seem very entitled from our perspective. <laughs> However, they may have capacities that I don't have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're entitled to the, stand on the shoulders of us exactly. and, and expect more. Yes. Exactly. Because it's, you know, the beat goes on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what's what's going on with this as a movement? 
Mm-hmm. You know, so circling uh, certainly was a big center was here in Boulder, but all over the world. Uh, I know you're working in this field and tell, tell us about that. Yeah, starting about eight years ago at the Integral Center, we were training leaders. So we had a six month course and people would come to Boulder, you know, one weekend a month for six months. Uh, and, you know, some people moved here. I remember we had one instance of the course where three people moved from Australia to Boulder for six months just to take the course. <laughs> and so they've all gone out and gone back to their hometowns and, and taken it forward in different ways. Uh, no one can keep track of how fast the movement is expanding. Circling and authentic relating um, are cousins that are just grassroots fire in every direction. No one can keep track of it. Uh, there's, you know, when I started my podcast uh, three years ago, I was like, authentic relating and circling has spread to over 30 cities around the world because that's what I could count. Well, I'm pretty sure we're, we've passed 90 already um, where there's a regular monthly event or mm-hmm. there's community or there's people practicing in their living rooms together. And, and uh, so it's a decentralized movement. Um, it's being led by, you know, probably a dozen of us that are, you know, prominent teachers that are making our living from these kinds of courses and, and, um, and training people in these skills. And then there's another 200 people who are doing it as a hobby or like trying to start their own uh, circling or authentic related business and, and leading events and, and people adapting it to different niches. You know, people have brought it into schools and into businesses, um, you know, different segments of society. So yeah, the book is really an attempt to um, plant a flag and say, this is these are the practices. Uh, you know, I, I really did blend um, awareness practices or mindfulness um, integral theory with all of the circling and authentic relating knowledge um, to to really create a full curriculum for developing one's emotional and social awareness. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I think you did. I mean, I was, like I said, very impressed with both the sort of the, you're a beautiful writer for one thing. (laughs) And I loved all your epigrams and, um, and how you uh, sort of laid out the theoretical and, and then, you know, the very practical, the very, you know, the the 30 exercises, it's really a very rich book. And again, it's conflict equals energy, the transformative practice of authentic relating. Mm -hmm. And if people wanted to know more uh, where would they look or if they wanted to find one of these groups? I assume they're online for uh, some while here, while the world turns. Uh, yeah. So where can yeah. people find out more? Yeah, my company is called Art International Authentic Relating Training. And so we have a two-day course um, called The Art of Being Human, which is now running in Europe and uh, Bali and North America. And uh, we also have an online version of that that's like six weeks. So it's authenticrelating.co slash book. So that's directly where you can buy either the electronic version or the paperback version uh, through Amazon. And yeah, that's our website, authenticrelating.co. Great. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jason Diggs. Really wonderful spending this time together authentically relating. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Warming and and fun for me to talk with you, Jeff. Right on. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time on the next Daily Evolver.